0: Hi, I'm Cynthia Farrell, owner and principal of 110 West Group. I work with leaders to ensure they have the organizational talent and culture they need to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy. I'm passionate about developing what I refer to as legacy leaders, those who lead with a balance and blend of strategy, authenticity, pragmatism, and compassion. In most of the episodes of this podcast, I'll share conversations I've had with leaders who have found that balance, who have made and will continue to make an incredible impact on the companies they work for, and the colleagues, employees, and customers they work with. They are true legacy leaders. In some episodes, I'll dive into a concept around legacy leadership and share my thinking, experience, and stories. I am a storyteller, after all, and a legacy leader in my own right. If you know of a fantastic leader that I should speak to, or a legacy leadership concept you'd like to hear more about, please head to the Contact Me page on my website, 110westgroup.com, and drop me a note. That's 110westgroup.com. Welcome to This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. Before we jump into this episode, I want to provide some additional context for the conversation. Right now, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Over the past few weeks, there's been a flurry of articles and talks from leadership development companies and leadership experts, providing guidance on how to lead during a time of crisis. Everything that's been shared is valid and has value. Yet, I felt like there's a set of voices that's been missing— And those are the voices of the leaders who aren't necessarily famous or have a platform, yet are doing the work of leading in crisis in amazing ways every day. Although I don't talk about it specifically in this episode, it's legacy leadership at its peak. Strategy, authenticity, pragmatism, and compassion, especially compassion. And leaders with those qualities are the leaders we need right now. Once we get past this crisis, and we will get past it, the conversations on this podcast will shift to the concepts of legacy leadership. Right now, however, a focus on our current reality is what's needed, and that's what you'll find here today. On this episode of This Is How We Lead, I am speaking with Dawn, a sales leader at a technology company I've had the opportunity to work with, get to know, call a friend, and I'm really excited to have her joining us for this conversation today to talk a little bit about how she is leading her team and herself during this period of a really unique crisis in our environment. So Dawn, welcome. Welcome to the to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for joining us. So let's start off with what I think is the most important question. How are you doing today?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty okay. Uh, we've had some time to adjust and although I've not been in a work from home situation for over 10 years. And a lot of technology has changed since then. Um, the first week I would say was more challenging for me personally than you know what I'm experiencing nowadays. Um, it's become more routine. Um, you know, I think everyone is adjusting better and um, I surprisingly have a fair amount of work to be doing. Uh, so it helps to certainly keep the mind occupied. What did you find challenging in that first week? Well, I uh, consider myself to be a social introvert. (laughs) I do recharge by being alone, um, but too much alone time is too much for me. Our office is in a busy downtown location. Uh, I am a commuter from the suburbs. So as funny as it sounds, I almost miss my commute uh, that I had both ways. It was sort of a way for me to, get my head in the game on the way into work and really transition my mind into, you know, my home environment on the way home. And part of that commute involves about a half a mile walk from where I come in to our downtown area to where the office is located and you know, it only took me maybe three days, I think, in that first week to realize I actually really missed that walk. And so almost every day since, weather permitting, I have been getting out for a short walk every morning and then come down to my home office in the lower level of my home. And, you know, I think that being my new routine has helped. I, I think the other challenge I had that first week, in addition to the routine just being so different and my environment and space being so different from my actual office, it would just be interacting and and being with my colleagues and my employees. I miss them. I really still miss them, but since then we've gotten a little creative with how we're connecting.
0: What are some of those creative ways that you're connecting?
1: well first i and I do also by the way, manage employees in other offices so um, I had. Had somewhat of a habit to reach out to them very regularly, just even through instant messaging. I do have a channel in our instant messaging platform of just my team. Considering the rest of us are all in the same situation where none of us is together, I've really used that channel to every day, you know, almost every morning, maybe sometimes throughout the day, I'll put something out there Hi, how is everyone doing? or a meme, or something funny, or a question just to get the group talking. So that's definitely been helpful. And then, you know, really, even in that first week, I realized how important it would be for us to see each other, even though we're not together. And so I set up twice a week, uh, just 15 minute video chats where we all turn on the webcam. I don't care what you're wearing. If you have makeup on, if you're wearing a baseball hat, doesn't matter to me. But I think, you know, having some of that interaction where we have that face-to-face has made a real difference. And so silly me set that up for a three-week time frame. And now, (laughs) you know, we're past the three-week time frame. And one of my employees reached out to me this morning and said, hey, I just realized we don't have any of our team check-ins on the calendar this week. Are you going to set those up? Because if you don't, I will. And so that really you know, help me understand how important that has become to them. You know, the purpose of that meeting is literally just to connect with each other. Occasionally, we'll talk about work, but 98% of the time, we just talk and interact more personally, you know, and for me, it's a way to make sure they're doing okay, and they look okay. (laughs) And, you know, it's easy, I think, for people sometimes to hide behind instant messaging or email you know, this is a way for really being able to see that they're doing well. So it's it's made a big difference.
0: I think it, it's fantastic what you said about, you know, one of the team members reaching out and saying, hey, if you don't do this, I will. You're right. That underscores the importance and and the value that they find in that little touch base and that it's not something formal. It's what it would be if you were in the office, right, stopping by to talk to somebody at their desk and or in the break room and having a little bit of a chat and connecting about things that are real life, you know, right outside of work. That's fantastic, that's a great idea. So I'm curious, you know, when you think about your team, how have you as a leader, balanced. I mean, because we're all going through, I think, ups and downs. I've been talking to a lot of my friends, a lot of other leaders. One day we're feeling okay. One day we're really struggling with everything that's going on. And that can impact, you know, how productive we are at work and how much of a, you know, we have the question, like how much of a, of a, a, of a, important should we place on high productivity right now? Whereas some people, you know, when they can really dive in and focus, they can be super productive in a chaotic environment. Other people really struggle with that. So I'm curious, Dawn, how you've worked to lead your team to be sensitive to just those natural ebbs and flows and that balance of, you know, there's stuff going on outside of work that can be really emotional and really hard and we still have to serve our customers and get work done how are you giving space for all of that on your team
1: yeah that's an interesting question you know each of them has responded differently you know obviously they're unique people their home situation is unique i have you know employees that are single maybe have a roommate or two I have some that are married, no kids, some with kids, even a newborn baby. And, you know, certainly their home life has a a very substantial influence on what's happening, as well as just the news of the world around us today. I really just meet them where they are. I guess I'll use as one example, you know, I've certainly continued my normal cadence of doing weekly one-on-one calls with each person. And one of them, and by the way, now I turn the webcam on. In the past, of course, we were face to face and you can see a lot on someone's face, but you also can hear it in their voice. This one employee is in a situation where one of his two roommates was fairly certain he would be laid off. My employee felt the pressure to know that they could cover where they're living financially and do what he could to help and support his roommate. It took a while to coax that out of him to understand that that's what really had him down. And so I spoke, um, you know, I heard him out, and and then I really helped. I think bring some perspective. I certainly read, <laughs> is he nervous for his own job, and what is the future of our company um, in the environment we're in now? Fortunately for the industry we're in, the future is fairly solid, and actually. You know, post-pandemic, I believe our company has substantial uh, opportunities because we are in technology and data. I think this pandemic has proven the importance of of all that technology, and we're in a space where we can contribute. And so, just having that conversation about thinking about the post-COVID, you know, situation, and um, certain things today are certainly on hold, but looking into the future. The future is very bright, and we then really got into what his goals are in the organization and is now a good time to focus on putting some momentum behind some of those things to drive him to grow within the company as the company, I expect, will grow later this year and into the next, you know, following years. What was supposed to be a 30-minute call ended up going an hour and 15 minutes, And by the end of the call, he was, you know, if he could have leaped through my computer to give me a hug, he might have because he was he was very jazzed up. You know, in summary, I guess I would just say you have to listen with your ears and your eyes. Feel comfortable to slow the conversation down to really understand what might be happening. You know, certainly like a doctor might prescribe, you know, the right course of treatment for us. I think you just need to see each person as an individual and meet them where they are. Then some other employees I have are appreciating they're not as busy with their regular work. Now they have time to do all these things they wanted to do that is internal effort, um, maybe cleaning up content, literally cleaning up their desktop and things of that nature. And it feels good to them, you know, and again, those people are more wired to want things neat and tidy and orderly, you know? So yeah, it's been interesting to see the wide range of response. And I guess I would just say, focus on, you know, where that individual is and not assume they feel the same way you do.
0: I, I love that story. And there's two things about that, that really jumped out at me. One was that you, you, sense that there was something underneath what he was actually expressing as a concern like okay I'm concerned about this but let's peel back that onion a little bit and get to that deeper level of concern that you know more personal level of need and I think it takes a really a really astute leader to pick up on some of those cues and just keep asking the questions to to get to what is really at the core and then the other part of that that you talked about that I love is is using this as an opportunity to develop yourself right and and that's one of the things I, I think is can get really lost in everything that's going on and granted there are a lot of organizations and a lot of leaders and a lot of people who are just you know working right now keep the lights on keep the revenue coming in where there is capacity for people to explore a little bit a period of time like this can be because so many of the rules are broken right now, right? This can be a period of great creativity, great ingenuity, people trying to solve problems in ways that they haven't thought about before because we were always doing things the way they'd always been done. And then that can also launch into periods of, of developing our people. And I think it is really important right now for leaders to think about, okay, how can I keep? some sort of focus, it's obviously not going to be necessarily as focused as it might have been a couple of months ago, but some focus on developing my people and giving them an opportunity to use this to build on a skill set that is going to be valuable to them in the future, or looking at, you know, what's down the road, what's on the horizon and preparing for that when it comes, because you might have capacity to do that right now. I think I, that's really fantastic. And I, I hope other leaders are seeing that opportunity to do that as well. I'd love to ask you, you know, what's been most challenging for you as a leader during this time and how have you worked through that? Because here, the thing with all of this is we talk about, you know, leaders leading their teams and what can you do to lead your team, but you have to lead yourself as well. And, you know, each, each leader, each individual is going through their own ups and downs. So I would just, I'd love to hear about what's been maybe a little bit more challenging for you and how you've led yourself through that.
1: I think the most significant challenge I had was adjusting to working from home and feeling fairly isolated from everyone. You know, my style is to move pretty fast. And sometimes the way we make that happen is I literally get up and go talk to somebody. And, uh, you know, so now I have many more scheduled calls and meetings on my calendar than I maybe did in the past. Knowing that I had to find workspace for my high school and college age kids for them to do their school work. All of us sort of competing for real estate within the house. <laughs> and so we've even taken to, we have a family text and we just message each other to say, okay, here's some of, you know, what's happening in my day and when we can connect and meet, you know, maybe late in the morning or over lunchtime or when we're done for our day. So certainly the upside to that adjustment has been My family is incorporated in a way differently than they were in the past. And that's actually part of what I've asked some of my employees about. Without a commute, you know, your old way of doing things, what have been, you know, those upsides? The other thing I've recognized is the critical importance for me personally to get fresh air and exercise. I'll share with you a great story of leadership from actually one of my team members independently he put a challenge out to our entire department, an activity challenge. A lot of us, because we are within our sales organization, are really by nature competitive people. (laughs) And so he created a spreadsheet and there is a seven day a week log that all of us puts in what activity we did. Was it walking, biking, hiking, whatever, and how many minutes. And he approached our department head about you know, what can we do to recognize our more um, active or participatory um, employees and such. So I thought that was pretty neat. And actually, that is being elevated to uh, senior leadership within the organization of an example of great leadership by an individual contributor and someone that, you know, I definitely see him as a leader, but certain people And their definition of leader, you know, may, may not. So yeah, incorporating that activity has really taken the edge off for me personally. And as I mentioned earlier, because we now have more time to focus internally, and I am sometimes a fairly project driven person. I've actually never been busier and I thrive on being busy. And so it's helped me. It took about that first week to 10 days to ramp up to that, but I'm enjoying the fast pace. It certainly helps the time that we have, that we are all um, sort of stuck at home, be way more tolerable.
0: Oh, this is fantastic. And I love that you've given some very you know, specific, actionable ideas for how leaders can engage their teams, be with their teams really um, you know like you said meet people where they're at that's really important because everybody is different and everybody has an ex, you know a, a different personal experience that is impacting how they're managing on a day- to-day basis and and the leader may not even know all of the details behind it it depends on how well they know that person how open that person is and you have to go into it I think with a sense of open intent or good intent, you know, I, that wherever they're at, it's, it's, you know, well-intended and just needing to give people space to, to manage through this and then giving them that motivational opportunity to, okay, let's, let's move forward together. Let's move forward as a team. Here's some opportunity for you as well. So I'll just close up one last question. Like I said, you've given a lot of really great Um, examples and stories and suggestions. But if you had to sum it up in like one piece of advice for other leaders in terms of how to lead your team and lead yourself during a crisis like this, what would that advice be?
1: I could probably sum it up in one word. And that would be listen. Listen to your mind and your own body. Listen certainly to your employees. Have awareness by listening to what's going on in the world, but not too much of that because <laughs> that can, you know, really overtake um, our mind. I, I think all of that gives you insight to help make whether it's, you know, very planned and, and more complicated execution of, of something or even a very impromptu gesture. I think by really listening with our ears and our eyes we can respond in a way that is, um, you know, going to be a difference maker.
0: Well, Dawn, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, have this conversation with me today. Really appreciate your leadership. I know your team does as well. I of course miss working with you, you know, look forward to continuing to hear how your team does and, and the success that they'll have in the future. So thanks so much for joining us. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much. That wraps up this episode of This Is How We Lead, Conversations with Legacy Leaders. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn about the work I do with organizations and leaders to achieve legendary business results and establish a positive leadership legacy, please head to my website at 110westgroup.com. That's 110westgroup.com. And if you know of a fantastic legacy leader who I should have on this podcast... Use the Contact Me page on my website and drop me a note. Thank you again, and be well.